0: What would you like the power
1: to do? Mobile
0: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Last couple of things here. Let's try to, I got four questions on Twitter. Let's see if we can get through all four relatively quickly uh, here to wrap up the podcast. Uh, First one, uh, we kind of actually just answered. So we're already, we're already one for one. Uh, Tim asked if forced to choose between sweat and young which would you pick uh now including time of control would you attempt to trade one or both to summarize our answers i think we both take montez and that's mostly financial
1: yeah it's just it's less risky at the moment like he's been playing better he's been playing more consistent and i think and i think you can get him at a better number quite frankly and i think that's the motivation there
0: and yes we would look to trade the other one in this case chase all right. K-Max Sports asks, tangentially related to Payne's new contract. I love this question because this will let you talk about Payne as well. But what's your best guess for what Federian Mathis' role looks like as he comes back?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's really compelling. I think, um, you know, obviously, let's talk about Payne for a second. Like, when you watch him, like I had to make a highlight because I'm doing an interview with him today. And we're going to, like, break down his, some plays from last year. He's, he played really, really well last year really well and him and john together are just it's it's something special to see it, to having two guys like that on the team together is fantastic and i do think that pain is tremendously athletic i think that um he get he's a little more twitched up than john and i think he's got a little bit more upside which is an exciting kind of scary thing to say and i remember having a conversation with someone a couple years ago and they're like if you want to extend one of them it's got to be pain because of the upside and you're starting to see shades of that at the moment now With regards to Big Phil, I think um, you see, let's take uh, John Ridgway first. John Ridgway, in his role as the true nose last year, was tremendously valuable for this team. Maybe the most valuable off-season acquisition or in-season acquisition for this team because it bumped John and Payne to three technique as opposed to having Payne play nose. Because I don't care who you are. It's very, very hard unless you're Dexter Lawrence to be productive playing True Nose. And Dexter Lawrence is a unicorn in that way. Even Vita Vea has started to slow down in terms of his production playing True Nose. It's just a tough position to play. And when you talk to guys like Kedrick Olsen who played True Nose, like he'll walk you through the combinations and the combinations there are so multiple that it's you need someone who's very, very skilled. So that's where that kind of addition comes in. I think Phil, Big Phil, is has more athletic upside playing true nose than John. But I also think having all three, all four of those guys kind of on deck is going to be very valuable. Cause I do think Phil does have some upside as a pass rusher that like John does not have. So I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see him come on. Just for
0: clarity, you mean John Ridgeway Ridgeway. when you say that, not John Allen. Correct. Just so, just so folks are not confused.
1: Freaking out. Right. And so, so I do, I think that that kind of ecosystem will be really compelling if, everyone can get healthy and if everyone can develop the way they they hope that they can develop but i think having that young guy to play nose to be that rotational piece that has a little bit more pass rush juice than ridgeway is is valuable right because like if you look around at defensive lines in the nfl it's not two guys and then bust it's four guys on the interior it's four guys on the edge they re- it's like a hockey rotation of guys so the better the quality of depth you have there The better, more productive your defensive line is. Like I always hearken back, Philadelphia is the prime example. They have eight guys who are kind of, I don't want to say average because they're all pretty good, but they're all pretty good. And because all of them work together, they have elite production. They're the number one defensive line in the NFL with guys like Brandon Graham, who's in year 14, and Fletcher Cox, who's in year 12. You know what I'm saying? They have, it just elevates. By the the way, what a
0: coup for them that Graham resigned.
1: Jesus. Crazy. So, so, that, so there's that, right? And I think when you look at Seattle, when they were winning Super Bowls, having good depth along the defensive line is invaluable. And now you've got Big Phil locked in on a rookie deal for a couple of years. Ridgeway, I know he's coming off the peck, but he should be fine for next year um, for a couple of years. And you've got decent depth players in James and Casey. Now, I do think you still need that FA Obata kind of inside-outside pass rush juice guy. But when you look at that from a thousand foot view, you say, that's a very solid group. Now, think just take Big Phil out of there, right? Let's say if Big Phil wasn't there, you'd be like, man, we need another interior defensive player. So having that there, hopefully everyone gets healthy. On paper, I'm really excited about that. But obviously, there two and two of those interior guys are coming off injury, so that's something also important to keep in mind.
0: Yeah, no doubt. All right, twelfth man. Uh, any new observations on other re-signings and the free agent priorities slash timing? Not expecting too much Washington activity on free agents, but I do hope they target and get their veteran quarterback as soon as possible. Draft is deep in a lot of needed positions, corner O line tight end running back, but not quite as deep at linebacker. So kind of the, the what's next question basically is, is what we're after here.
1: Yeah. I mean, as much as people don't want to say that they're going to make a move in free agency along offensive line or cornerback, I would expect them to kind of, start having some conversations with those guys this offensive line class specifically guard outside of the top three is pretty deep i'd say there's probably five guys that given the right situation could fill a need if they don't resign with their current teams so um just something to keep an eye on there like them kicking the tires on some guards i know they've been making a lot of noise at the draft and with their 30 for 30 visits along the offensive line which makes sense Part of me is a little concerned that it's like a smokescreen. You know what I mean? They're trying, they're trying to put something up to see if someone will trade up with them. But um, yeah, I definitely think they'll address they'll address something in free agency along the offensive line. So keep your eyes on that. And then whatever they don't address, whether it's guard or tackle, keep an eye on them to address that in the draft and along along with center because I think there are some very very talented centers in the draft this year. So um, that's kind of my thought on that. And then obviously. They'll definitely take a look at free agent cornerbacks, which i don't I haven't looked at yet, but I don't think it's from what I've heard. It's not a very deep group, so again, very deep in the draft, which is good for washington, but they they will they will try in my estimation to address a lot of these perceived needs in free agency and then go into the draft with the ability to draft best player available. It's kind of my thought on that
0: so. It seems like there's a lot of smoke on the Taylor Heineke thing right now. What do you mean? Um like that like a lot of the reporters are like it seems like it's likely he'll resign. Yeah, good. No, so, um it seems like Heineke's the the favorite. I think what what the only potential hiccup there is if a team like Arizona comes in and is willing to just be like we're going to pay you more than them. Be- and sure. by the way you're probably going to get some starts while we wait for Kyler to get back sure and so there it, it's kind of up to Taylor to go out seek opportunity see what the market is and if unless one of those teams like in Arizona who has a better opportunity and is willing to pay for it comes through, they're just going to go back to Heineke and, and resign because they know they can get him relatively cheap. They know he's got a great relationship with Sam. Yeah. They know that he can handle the backup role and stay ready to start. Yeah. And he's not going to be bitter about, you know, how because they've got a he under, like, he understands yeah. the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, it, there's no explaining to do. Um, now that doesn't mean that they're not going to be like, Hey man, great opportunity. Go, go sign somewhere else. Like, we're not, we're not going to just, they're not going to bid against themselves. But they there seems to be like that's that's going to get done fairly quickly um, in terms of the what's next. I think the thing with O-line is like they need three positions. They need both guards in center.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Or I mean, that's... or
0: right tackle guard left guard in center. And I think they need not Sam Cosby center and guard.
1: They, yeah, well, I think they, you know, when you listen to John Kime on his podcast, like he's alluding to the fact that maybe, you know, they maybe they don't think that's as big a need as they thought it was before. But I think if, if from Logan's perspective, you yes. need three positions, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, this is
0: not John Kime's podcast, yeah. this is ours. You need three. Damn and and, I,
1: and the reason I cite John is because he's he's dialed in now, he's, he's talking so to people, dude. he's and yeah. so that's definitely in the ether over there. But if I'm the team, I'm saying, okay. I need to draft a center for sure. I need to find a center for agency draft draft seems very good because there's a lot of good centers. I need to find a guard. Now, is that Chris Paul? Is that Norwell staying? I'd be okay with that. If you think Chris Paul is going to develop and Norwell can be your backup, that sounds like a good opportunity there. And then can you draft a tackle? Cause I do think that this team has been pretty good at finding converts to guard Chris Paul, Charles. Wes Schweitzer, he played tackle in Atlanta before he moved to guard, right? Like kind of those types of body types. But can you They're find- they bad
0: at finding a guy who can stay at tackle.
1: Yes. Can you find a tackle? And so when everyone's like, oh, you know, Dewan Jones or uh, Darnell Wright, like in, uh, in the draft, like they are only tackles. I'm like, great, like do that. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, because you need a guy like that. Now, you know, even Sam Cosme, like we always thought he'd be better, or I always thought he'd be better at guard. And guys I talked to early always thought he'd be better at guard and so you've done a good job of finding people with position flex but you haven't done a good job of finding tackles guys that are just good tackles so can you do that in this draft or can you do this in the in the free agency period that's my challenge center you know we talked about the chris paul thing on the other side there i think that well i don't love that i'm okay with that so maybe it's two positions maybe it's re-signing norwell to kind of a vet minimum deal elevating chris paul to the starter finding a center and then finding a tackle. That's kind of what I would think is is going on in this free agent period. Free agent to draft period.
0: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line One thing that I thought was interesting, um Sam Fortier was on Kimes Pod. Now we're just plugging Kimes yeah. Pod. Yeah, well, welcome, we should John. plug
1: it. Yeah, it's good, good stuff. It's it's good, it's good,
0: it's fantastic. I don't know even why I said that. Like like I was yeah, reluctant. Be it's upset. fantastic. I listen, we I listen all, all the time. We do. uh I just we're giving him a lot of free puff. But Sam <laughs> Fortier. Uh, Mentioned something on his on John's pod that I thought was really smart as well, which is Bienemy's kind of had a type at each position. Yeah, and so when it comes to offensive line, like those bigger tackles is kind of where he's been. They've always been like six five. Yeah, and the guards are always like six two to six three. Yeah. And the center is a very specific body type, so making sure that they have the guys that they want that they to want. run enemy system is going to be interesting. Do, like Chris Paul is a mountain of a man. Does he fit? what the enemy wants does cause me fit better at guard or tackle based off what the enemy wants. And so those are the things that they're obviously have been working through the past couple of weeks since EB got in place, like looking over their own roster to make decisions. Uh, but ultimately like whether it's in-house or, out of house, uh, and whether that's draft or free agency, like they've got to fill three positions, the idea that they could do something in free agency. And then also the draft is certainly on the table. Right. Um, and think, the other big position is happen. linebacker. I think that's what will yeah. happen. Yeah. I I've always thought that that's how it's going to go. Like there's no reason that you have to do all of one or all of the other. Um, in fact, it makes sense to use some of your resources in either scenario, um, or in, down either path. Then the other thing is linebacker. And this is where the the pain deal is huge. Like you might now be able to spend a little bit more on linebacker than you thought yeah um, so if you want to go after a a, not not necessarily a top, like you're not getting Tremaine Edmonds, but if you want to get a top of the second tier type of guy and be a little bit more aggressive, maybe even a slight overpay, like a million a year overpay to make sure that you get your guy that's not on the table because Payne's number where you thought it might be 18. Cause he's playing on the tag. It's 10. Yeah. Like that's huge. And then obviously the other big thing that we talked about earlier is like, can you extend like Jeremy Reeves should get done? I would be surprised if it's not done by the end of the week. True. Um, You know, Cam curl, same thing. Uh, can you not necessarily by the end of the week, but like you can get him done now in terms of an extension. So there's just a lot of stuff. And it, if they really want to get crazy, like we said, they could extend sweat. If they, if they all of a sudden find themselves with the cap space so there, there's a lot of stuff they can do. I think they'll probably... Like, the sweat thing seems like they're not... They, they wouldn't. They would just wait till next year yeah. and keep some of the flexibility. But they now have the room to do all of that stuff and and make some moves, and they're not really constrained. So um, And like you said, they also have the potential to, to fill a lot of this stuff in the draft where the draft is kind of deep at the right positions.
1: For, yeah. Right positions for them. And the other thing was, I wanted to bring up was like Cole Holcomb, right? Did he, yeah. I have heard that he's there a little bit off in terms of number, but maybe this gives you some, some flexibility with that. Right. You say, oh, we can give him an extra $200,000 to get what we need to get done here. And we feel good about it. So something, to, and again, like. Because this this ten million dollar number all of a sudden gives you a lot of flexibility to do stuff that seemed restrictive before. So I think that's kind of what we want to point out. Are they going to resign Cole? I have no idea. But does this make it easier to do that? Yes. Does it make it easier to sign Jeremy? Yes. All of those things are true. It's just about can they get it done in a timely fashion at, at numbers that work for them and work for the team? So um if they don't resign those guys, it's because they were too far off and they couldn't get it done, but they will sign somebody at those spots, I guess is my point.
0: All right. Uh, last uh, Dean just put one in into that. I'll touch on briefly, but Nick says, can we finally admit that John Allen and Deron Payne fighting on the sideline was a product of the situation and not the project itself? These guys wouldn't want to be here if they didn't believe in Ron. I'm not sure those two statements necessarily connect. Yeah. Um, but I do think that that was something that was a little bit overblown and- in terms of people being like, I don't know. They can't sign both of them. Like, it's football. It's a violent game. It's not pretty, but dudes fight. Um, it's very rare. They do it on the sideline. I think that was, there was a lot happening there last season was, or two seasons ago now was, was a bit of a mess at the time that that was happening. Um, incredibly high stress and like they're, they're grown folks. They're fine. And I do think though, that like, is there a belief in Ron in general? Yes. I don't think the fight has anything to do with it, but I think in terms of signing long-term Mostly it's like they gave him a bunch of money, uh, as incumbents. And Correct. that's kind of how, how the league <laughs> works. Um, but it very clearly, it's not like either one of them said, Hey, I got to get out of here. Right. Um, which, which is nice. I don't mean to say that to like take a shot at Ron Cause that's not what I mean. It's just like, this is kind of how business is done. Sure. I, I think more than anything else.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think like money talks, they paid them. Like I don't care like how I feel about a situation unless I'm really upset. If someone gives me, a lot of money, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be p- p- feel pretty good about being here because they want me, like I can make this work regardless of the leadership structure. And and to be fair, like the fight thing, I think, like you said, like that was a very tough deal emotionally for pain. I think like he was in a contract year. It wasn't going as well as he wanted. John had just gotten paid. Like there's a lot of emotions going on there. And I would imagine that that is probably one of the reasons why they're having a little bit of friction and I think that's going to be less now because they've both been paid. You know what I mean? Like it just, it's everything's yeah. going to kind of chill out. So I do think it's, it's reasonable. He's a human being. He's probably a lot of emotion and stress. I think that was, was that the COVID year too? Like a lot of stuff uh, going it on. It was
0: like the second COVID year, right? right? So it's like people were back, but like that was the year that they got really messed up by COVID. Right. Like that Dallas game is when they were getting crushed when half the roster felt like it was out.
1: And I, and like just talking with guys, you know, like that was extremely stressful. Like that whole year yeah. was stress. so, I think that's more of like looking at that specific year and saying, that's why they got in a fight. Um, And I'm sure they've resolved that, you know, they're adults, they're grown men. Like you said, they figured it out. Um, But I do think money talks you're here. Everyone's happy now. And I don't think anyone has any major reason to be upset. So um, I think everything's going to be fine with them moving forward. And, you know, whether it's an endorsement of Ron or not, like they're going to be happy football players.
0: Definitely. All right. Last one. I'll just do this one real quick because this is more my department. Uh, Dean says, touch on the rumor that Bezos signed a confidentiality agreement. Um, Pretty simple. Money talks, economics talk. Uh, Jeff Bezos is the guy who's going to bid the most money uh, for this team. I don't know whether he's going to go high enough. Like if it's close, he's not going to get it um, because there is Mm -hmm. real dislike for him by the Snyder family, uh, depending on who you ask that, that dislike might even be coming more from Tanya than it is from Dan, um, because of, you know, what quote unquote, the Washington post has put their family through. Now, uh, I think it's worth pointing out in the, uh, objectivity department that, uh, Dan's actions and the actions of the organization over the course of the years that were reported on as factual, uh, and things that were factual, are why they've had to go through this, not because the Washington Post like made it up and put it out there. Publishing facts is is you know that's what that's what journalism is. So that's that being said, like Tanya still didn't like it, um, and Dan didn't like it. So if they think that Bezos, whether he was directly involved for whatever some nefarious reason, or just he happens to be the owner of the paper that did it, they 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 the dislike there is real. With that said if he comes in a half a billion dollars over every other bid, I think they'll probably take his money because they would be crazy not to. And I think there would be pressure from the league, maybe not officially, but like other owners would be like, Hey, you know, Jerry would be like, Hey man, like, can you, uh, can you take that? That's good for everyone else's franchise value. So it's just another step, um, that I think ultimately leads to the inevitable, which is that Bezos is allowed to bid. I don't know whether he'll go there and, like, will he bid against himself, so to speak, and and go as high enough to beat out Josh Harris and Mitchell Rails or Tillman Fertitta or whoever else is the, the two bidders we don't know about? I don't know, but I the idea that he was going to be barred forever from this process to me just never seemed to make sense, because why would you bar the richest guy from bidding on something where you're trying to get money for? So, anything you want to add to that?
1: No. I mean, I'm, like... My whole thought on this is like, we'll find out when we find out, you know what I mean? Like they're, these guys are got a lot of money, you know, like all these perceived slights and dramas, like, like we talked about with Duran, if you put a lot of money out there, like it's going to happen. So we'll see. That's kind of, I'm just waiting until, uh, till we get something a little bit more definitive, but yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. No doubt.
0: All right. Uh, that's Logan. You can follow him on Instagram at Logan underscore Paulson 82. Make sure you check out command center uh, on YouTube for his segment with Deron Payne a little later. By the time this comes out, there's a chance that is up. Uh, if not refresh later, it'll be up. Later. <laughs> uh, as for me, I'll be on the radio uh, later today. Michael Phillips going to join me. Uh, if you're listening to this after the show on Monday, go back on the rewind feature on the Odyssey app and you can check out my chat with Michael. Uh, we'll obviously have the latest as the tampering period opens at noon today. All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of the pod. We will see you guys later in the week. Uh, if there's any kind of breaking news, we'll have Logan on the radio as well to react to that and put it in the Take Command feed as a bonus segment. So keep your eyes and ears peeled. Also, while you definitely should subscribe. All right, that's it. We're done talking. See you.